Hi, I am Tanita Kane, and I'm running for the District Court Criminal Judge Place 6 in Jefferson County, Birmingham. For 23 years, I have fought for my client's fairness. It is time for me to take that passion and fairness to the bench. I want to be your judge, the judge for the people, because I care deeply about you. I kindly ask that you vote for Tanita Kane for judge on March 5th, 2024 for Place 6 Jefferson County District Court. Kane is able. Kane can. Anybody ever told you you sound like Kobe Bryant? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so serious. Like, if he, I look like him. But you do favor him, and I'm just saying. But you set like your pitch. Yeah, Maybe your not. your pitch. Go listen to go that. listen to a um a Kobe Bryant interview. Yeah, yeah, and I'm telling you, you sound just like him. Man, I like Kobe. I love Kobe. Me too. Yeah, I loved Kobe, man. I, I was sick. Man, I was sick. <laughs> I was you know, he, sick as a man, dog. You know, he died on my dad's anniversary of my dad's death. So it was a man, that was a terrible day for me, man. Oh. I think it was January 26th, was it? I forgot the yeah, date. I think yeah, that's I what yeah. I think, man, look. I was well, I was, I was I felt like I had lost lost my a dad. real member oh, of yes. the family, yeah. Man, I just hate it because he was just about to blossom into something else. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, he he had so I much, couldn't wait to see yeah. with all the things. He, he had so much to offer. And, you know, we're going to miss out on all of that. Yep. Gregory Ramsey is a board-certified family nurse practitioner with over 20 years of experience and a lifelong history of excellence and professionalism within the healthcare industry. Ramsey is a proud graduate of Tennessee State University in Nashville, Tennessee, where he received a Bachelor of Science in Nursing in 1999. Two years later, he graduated from Samford University in Birmingham, Alabama, where he received a master's degree and advanced practice certification as a family nurse practitioner. Over the years, Gregory Ramsey has covered the spectrum of healthcare with his experiences, obtaining a vast array of knowledge and expertise in outpatient clinical services, PCP, inpatient acute care, hospitalist, and hospice and home health. His primary goal is to provide meaningful, preventative, cost-efficient, cost and compassionate care across the lifespan of his patients. Ramsey prides himself on treating his patients like family because he believes every patient deserves personalized care from a compassionate provider. Premier Healthcare Solutions is the answer to efficient health care. What most people, um, most people hear me talking and, you know, whatever. But when it comes to reading out loud, I bust my ass. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, it's not that. You're very articulate. So often when you're articulate, you get caught up in your own words. Yeah. yeah. Gregory, what is your middle name? Lamon. L-A-M-O-N. Gregory Lamon. Ramsey, tell me a joke. That'd be it. <laughs> so we start this thing off with a joke, huh? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right. Got two hikers walking through the woods, man. And they suddenly run up on this giant grizzly bear, bro. One of the men immediately starts to take off his boots. And his partner was like, hold up, man. What you doing with those track shoes? You can't outrun the bear with those track shoes on. And he was like, man, you know what? I don't have to outrun the bear. I just have to outrun you. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. So now I have a healthcare joke. You got a healthcare joke? Yeah. Okay. Doctor says, you have high blood pressure and amnesia. The patient says, well, at least I don't have high blood pressure. <laughs> I got you. I got you. I got you. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> Let's, we going we to start completely out of turn 
this time. Let's do it. I, we're going to start with first favorite or fond memory, but I go first. Okay. Thank you for going first. I don't remember which year it was, but it was my birthday, and we had a birthday party. What nobody knows, I was flat fucking broke. I had gone through some financial shit. Mm -hmm. And then, like, we just, we just came into that birthday, like, limping. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Like, trying to just, trying to get through the year and cross the finish line. Greg comes to me, party um, was fucked up. And he like, come have a party at my, at my spot. Um, I'm going to split the door with you and you uh, and I'll take the booze. This is this all happened in the in an hour or so. Got told people, moved over there. Long story short, the money I made with you, uh-huh. I was able to pay a bill. And every time you do something, that's why I put it out whether I'm coming or not. That's right. I owe you for shit you didn't even know you did for me. Didn't even know. You ne- you've never known that. I'm telling you, this is, this is the first time that this has been articulated out loud. And I'm telling you, it meant the world, it was, it was God moved through you because it it was, I couldn't even get my head right to enjoy myself. Right. Because on January 1st, 2nd, whatever, all hell was going to break, break loose. loose. Yeah. And you... You did that, man. And I'm telling you, I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. I got your back. I love you. You are one of the, aside from that, you're one of the best people I know. I think the world of you. And so I just had to go first, man. Man, I appreciate that. That's that's one of the best compliments I've ever received. <laughs> just being a good person, you know what I mean? Yeah. That goes a long way. Yeah. Yeah, definitely goes a long way. Yeah. Uh, I, that had to be during our red carpet days, huh? That's exactly when yeah, it was. It had to be. So that was, I would say, 2003, 4th. That's in, about right. In that time frame. That's about right. Wow. Yeah, man. You ain't even, you didn't know. I mean, like you were just trying to bail the party out. <laughs> right. No, you bailed right. me out. Absolutely. You bailed me out. Man. I'm glad I got you out that hole. Yeah, man. You know they said, how can a broke man sleep so sound when he knew he was broke when he first laid down? Yeah. <laughs> and I got one. I got I got a little saying for you. Um, it's it's a little parable, if you will. Um, and you may may have heard it before, yeah. but it's, you know, guys down in a hole, deep hole, along comes, and he can't get out, along comes a doctor. Doctor says, I can't get you out, I'll throw you, I'll give you a prescription. <laughs> so he writes a prescription and throws it down in the hole and walks off. Next thing you know, along comes a priest. Well, the priest says, hey, I see you down there. I'll say a prayer for you. So he says a prayer and walks off. Next thing you know, his friend walks by. And the friend jumps in the hole. And the guy's like, you idiot. Now we're both stuck in the hole. Nobody is giving us any help. He said, yeah, we're in a hole, but I know the way out. (laughs) And so you got down in the hole with me. (laughs) You showed me the way way out. But but, but that's what I I love that little, you know, um, poem or joke or whatever you call it. Because 
you know, I think it it symbolizes or or gives a great, you know, um, overview of what my relationships are like. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you said, man, we've known each other a long. We've known each other so long we can't even remember yeah, exactly <laughs> how we met. Hey, I was... But now tell me about. I want to know all about you. Like we we started and ran. I want to know what happened before that. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? School. Yeah. Were you the athlete? Yeah. Were you the yeah. nerd? Yeah. What were your parents <laughs> like? You know, tell us tell us about G. Man, humble beginnings. I'm fresh out of Ensley, you know. Um went to Ensley High School. So I was raised up in that whole paradigm, went to Baker. Wait, stop. We're going to start before that. Okay. How did you get your nickname? <laughs> I've never, I've never known. <laughs> Man, me either. Uh huh. <laughs> Probably since I was a baby, I'm sure. You right. Know what I mean? Everybody calls me Pooh. That's when I know somebody really knows me. Yeah. Because they call me Pooh. Everybody yeah. Calls me Pooh. Yeah. Yeah, man. So I, I don't even fight it. <laughs> I, I'm the same way with pie. Hey. You know what I'm saying? It's, it is what it is, and it's funny. You know, as it, I, I guess in my 20s, 30s. I might have had a little bit of, you know what I'm Felt saying? A way yeah, about, uh, but but now it's like that's now. how you know somebody know you know yeah, you. Absolutely, that's validation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. It's truly validation. Yeah. yeah. So, you, what were your parents? You know, tell tell me the whole parents. Um, my mom's still living. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad passed in 2015. Okay. And uh, but my parents were together. I was raised in a two parent home. Um, I have a brother. His name's Daryl, and uh, just one sibling. I have a sister. Her name's Tunshell. She was uh, a cousin, but raised in the house with us, so she was a sister all day long. Wow, oh, I've yeah. always thought Tunshell was your sister. Oh yeah, she, she, yeah. She, I mean, she is. Well, she is exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah Blood wise, she's a cousin, but gotcha, yeah, but she's gotcha. Totally a sister. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, man. We 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 all grew up in the Ensley. Um, we all went to Inslee High School. We moved to Fairfield probably my freshman year in mm-hmm. high school. So my parents were from like Westfield. My dad was from Westfield. My mom was from Fairfield. Okay. So they kind of had a connection. You yeah. Know? And uh, so that was my Fairfield connection. So I know just as many Fairfield people as I do Inslee people. Yeah. Um, because my grandmother still lived in Fairfield. The whole family still lived over there. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, man. Um, no what sh- motivated you to go to Tennessee State? What hmm. you know? At, I wish I could tell you something really dramatic about it. Yeah, <laughs> but I took a visit with uh, a couple of my homeboys who I played football with, who were being recruited by TSU. Okay, at the time, and uh, I knew I wasn't playing football. Or I I felt like I had practiced every day of my life for the past four years playing football and basketball in high school so what positions did you play i was a receiver and uh i just kind of played all over the place in basketball okay but um i I mean i played four years straight and it's like man i'm tired of this right you know it was like you wasn't that kid that was like i want to be a i want to play for the cowboys when i grow up i knew that wasn't gonna happen yeah yeah. that wasn't gonna be the my, my path so when i went to college i wanted to just be a student yeah. So that's what I did. And so we went on that trip, that recruiting trip, man, and I, I truly enjoyed it. Um, I wasn't sure where I was going. I almost went and played football for, football for Sanford, but I, I was like, no, I'm not doing that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I just I went there. Um, I was initially going to be a pharmacist. That was going to be my path. Okay. But uh, TSU did not, and this is what I would advise any young people, make sure you're going to school where, you know, that benefits what you want to do for a living. Right. I got there and realized they didn't have a pharmacy program. I right. was gonna because I always wanted to finish where I was gonna start. Right, I want to have to start somewhere, and then I was gonna have to go to like UT and Memphis to to finish pharmacy mm-hmm. school. So that's how I ended up getting into nursing school because yeah. they had a good nursing program. And um, my mom was a nurse, so I, okay. I had I had some kind of you know inkling of what was going on, and I knew I wanted to be able to have the U.S. as my platform and be able to work anywhere in the world whenever I left Tennessee. So, but end up coming back home and going right back to grad school anyway. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, but through your travel nursing, yeah. you, you did end I up did. doing a lot of traveling. I did, I did. and uh, I lived in California for six years. Uh, what was that like? Oh, man, 
unbelievable. What unbelievable. part? In Woodland Hills, it's like in the San Fernando Valley. It's like uh, probably 20 minutes from downtown L.A., yeah. 25 minutes. You ever heard of the valley? It's like out near Calabasas where all the Kardashians live and yeah. all that kind of crap. But, yeah, Woodland Hills, Calabasas, all that's right up in there together. Yeah, my, my uncle is in Beverly Hills. Mm-hmm, which is not and, far away. Uh-huh. And um, I did my basic training and hospital corpsman A school in San Diego. Man, that's paradise. Oh, San Diego is dude. paradise. The weather is insane. It's unbelievable. Like, it's unbelievable. And then every, you know, after work uh, on Fridays, we headed to Tijuana. <laughs> <laughs> it's going down. You know what I'm saying? Literally, the whole time I was in the military, well, the whole time I was in San Diego, I went to see my uncle once, maybe. I mean, I had the time of my life. I don't know why I didn't go you know, He's full right time, man. Yeah, I could care less, man. man. I was in love. That's a whole different story. You was in love but, in San Diego, man. Diane Burgos. <laughs> you remember the name? What? <laughs> man, hopefully she listening right now. <laughs> Tune in, Diane. Anybody knows man, Diane? You know when Facebook came out, bro. I was. Pounding the social media stuff to try to find her. Couldn't do Man, it. couldn't do it. Oh, I'm just to this day, I'm sick about Diane. But everybody got one of those. Bro. <laughs> but I don't remember how we met, yeah. where we met. But at the time, I was married to my second wife, and y'all went to we, we, school we together, together. and right. that. So that's mm-hmm. how. We got bonded and, and took off, but I just don't remember how, where, or anything like that. It was like out that. somewhere. Yeah, sure. most definitely. Yeah. Which, well, we're going to get to it. Now, in, at, at Tennessee State, what was that matriculation like? Like, you know, were you kind of buttoned up? Hell no. <laughs> Obviously, that's where you learn to throw parties and stuff. So take us through Tennessee State, baby. Man, look, I, I got my work done first, but we kicked it. Otherwise, <laughs> like, like, we kicked it. Like, people like, did you pledge? Like, no, um, you ain't come close to pledge. Right, people, right. You know, people wanted to hang out with us. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we 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 were our own fraternity. Yeah. The Birmingham boys. The Birmingham boys. <laughs> right. So we, we had no need to pledge anything. You yeah. know what I mean? But, yeah. But no, nah, man, yeah, it, you know, I I studied a lot. You know what yeah, I mean? School was hard. Um, Meharry Medical School was right down the street. Mm-hmm. You couldn't go to TSU Library. It was a party. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I would, every day, I literally went to the library at least four or five days a week uh, for at least two to three hours every day. And then after that, it would go down. We'd get out of there about 9, 30, 10, yeah. and we'd get to it. You know what I mean? You had sense. You were like um, one of my... Um, best childhood friends, um, Ricky Ransom. Man, we would go to Atlanta, and you know how I got down. And he got his books with him. The whole time we pre-gaming and kicking it and doing stuff, he's studying. Yeah, that's exactly what I did. He was working. You know what I'm saying? Then 9, 10 o'clock. We out there. He get. I'm talking about it to go down. <laughs> Next morning, but but like, while I'm like seriously indulging all that, he starts pulling back, mm-hmm. and then he get him a good night's sleep, get his ass up in the morning and start working. You know, right um, studying again. again. We still passed out. Yeah, yeah. So you learned early oh, yeah. in life how to how to do. I got burn good, the candle man, in both look, ends. I got good study habits starting from the fourth grade. That's man, awesome. I had a teacher named Miss Mitchell. I never forget her, but we had homework in every book. Yeah. Like my book bag used to be un- You got to un- take all of them home. Man, yeah. All of them to the house. My yeah. Mom, my mom, like, what is going on? Yeah. But I thank God for her because she made it easy. Like, Damn I never so. had that much work ever again in life. You know what right. I mean? In terms of homework. Right. So establishing that study pattern early was huge. Mm-hmm. Like, even if things come up now that you need to accomplish or you might need to take a test for something, if you ain't got no study habits, man, you don't know where to start. That's right. Yeah. Now, um, you seriously speaking, did you how did the party thing come? Like you've you've always been 
popular and you know but what made you say I can get paid doing this I think it goes back like we talked about earlier being a good person you mm-hmm. know what I mean so you're a good person people want to be around you know what I mean mm-hmm. um, I started having little house parties in in high school you know what I mean really mom them go out of town we had a big den yeah I mean, we Turn up at the house in Glen Oaks. Right, right. <laughs> it started really right there. Yeah. People that really know me, they, that's where it all started. For okay. Real. And then in, in college, um, man, same. Um, like I said, we, you know, none of, I think what happened in college, the reason things took off is because I wasn't Greek. Mm hmm. So, so everybody fucked with you. Everybody. Yeah. That's, that's exactly it. So, up there, man, they, AKAs and Deltas were like Crips and Bloods. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. Literally. They just yeah. didn't, they didn't kick it together. Right. You know what I mean? It just didn't happen. Yeah. But when I had something that was no lines, yeah. you see what I mean? Yeah. So everybody could come kick it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So it just turned out. It turned out to be really good. And then after, after school, man, me and Curtis linked up. Curtis ran up on the veranda. He had a contact at the veranda. And, uh, you know, me and Kurt knew each other from high school, too. And okay. um, he was like, Greg, hey, I think we got to – I want to do an event. Yeah. And he was, and like, he wanted to bring me on and see if I was willing to do it. I think he had been doing something with Dale now. Okay. At the, uh, what is, was he with MSET first? MSET, yes. Okay. I think he was doing something with I didn't MSET. know he was in MSET. He was doing something similar to that. Mm-hmm. And uh, Shit, that might be where I met him then Maybe, that might be it Yeah, yeah So when I got back to Birmingham See, I kind of missed people Because I was gone in school Right, right So it was a lot of people I did miss Yeah But when I got back Me and Kurt linked up Worked out the deal with the veranda And the rest was history I'm talking about, bruh Like, truly Look I've been to parties (laughs) (laughs) I've been to parties all over the world, boss. But you guys have thrown some of the best parties right here in Birmingham, Alabama. I agree. I'm talking about the the thing I used because I don't go as much as I used to. But the thing I would always dig is because I would travel so much, I would see stuff elsewhere. And y'all would do it here. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Be it setups. I mean, just that's right. The marketing of it. Yeah. You know, just the whole nine yards. And man, by the time you know your guys' party would come around, it was like everybody on the fever pitch. Everybody to this day, I'm talking about own it. It's like sellouts. I mean, it's just <laughs> cool. I mean, what does that make you feel like? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm real talk. Like the city fucks with you. They do. They do. <laughs> Yeah, the, the, the city does, and I'm I, I'm 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 so grateful of that. Yeah, um, and again, I think it goes back to being a good person, treating people well. Mm-hmm. Um, I've I've never acted like I was too good for anyone. I never would. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, I'm not braggadocious. You'll know you, nobody knows anything that I really have. You know what I mean? Um, so I don't slap it in your face. Yeah, you know what I mean? Um, so yeah, it, it does make me feel good. Like yeah, you know the city, it's home. That's why I'll never leave. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's home for me. I'll never leave. I'll never I, leave again. Put it that way. That's where I yeah. am. I'll never leave again. I'm glad I did. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. But you know, I'm I'm glad I'm back. I'm gonna answer this question for you. I was gonna ask you what makes you so Birmingham, but that's just <laughs> you know what I'm saying. That's like. Asking a, a dolphin why they like water. I mean, it's like so. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a change it up just a, a tad. Um, why does Birmingham? Why is Birmingham your canvas? Aside, aside from it being home, mm-hmm. look at Birmingham from a non-resident and tell me why. Why this is home for you? If I was looking at Birmingham as a non-resident, I would see opportunity in terms of, especially if you've been anywhere else. You know, you can kind of see our real estate is, I mean, it's gone up recently, mm-hmm. but it's still some of the cheapest dirt in America, mm-hmm. in a major metropolitan city. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, years ago, you could buy a house for ten, fifteen thousand mm-hmm. dollars $15,000. You know what I mean? Like, right. 
and live in it. Right. You know what I mean? Not be up to yours and I standard. Right. You know what I mean? But, but it's a livable a house. Livable house. Yeah. yeah. For the 15, 20 grand. It's yeah. Like, come on. Where can you find that? Um, so there is opportunity. There's room for growth. Um, Birmingham's a black city. I think that's something to to uh, make mention of. Mm-hmm. Um, meaning. Fourth blackest city in the country. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know that, but. Mm-hmm. It, uh, it it definitely has 84%. some historic pedigree, mm-hmm. and uh, I like to see it continue to move in the right direction. Mm-hmm. I think it's going in the right direction. I think Mayor Woodfin's doing an excellent job. I mean, I think all the mayors really have done a, a good job in the past. Absolutely, since I've been an adult, you know what I mean. Yeah. Moving it in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Um, the things that are going on downtown are unbelievable, um, and I think Birmingham is okay. If you realize it's Birmingham and not try to compare it to anywhere else, that's right. Um, I hear people all the time say that Birmingham is a great place to wait, to raise their kids. You that's know? what I feel. Yeah, I yeah, think, I think it is too. Uh, one thing, Birmingham. I don't think Birmingham's the place for somebody single. Absolutely not. I mean, it's just, Absol- it ain't. Yeah, it's just not. It's it not ain't. a single person's town. No. You know what I mean? No. Um, but uh, as far as you know, relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have to fight to get to the people that can make a decision for you. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, yeah. if I wasn't in Birmingham, I had to jump through a whole lot of hoops that I don't have to jump through being at home. That's a great point. You know what I mean? That's so, a great point. So at this stage, at this point in my life, um, yeah, I could I could go somewhere else and live in a city that has a lot more going on with pro teams, you know, NBA teams and NFL teams, but. It's not home. I'd rather just travel to those places yeah. and come back. You yeah. know what I mean? I, yeah. th- this this reminds me of Nick Saban mm-hmm. when they were renegotiating his contract a few years ago and everybody was talking about, ooh, he might be going to Texas. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I said, wasn't going to happen. <laughs> one, one easy reason. In Texas – he becomes just another rich dude, just another coach, yep. and just another school. You know what I'm saying? Here, creme de la creme. Saban then governor. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's it. And and I'm bringing that up to your point. Here, you the man. You know what I'm saying? Versus you go to you That's know funny. somewhere else and you just – Another Gregory Ramsey. You just got to start over fresh. <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah. I, I experienced that in California. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. hey, I'm, I'm standing in line at the club. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, oh, how y'all do this? Like, really? This is how it goes? You stood in line yeah. at the club. <laughs> hey, I learned real fast that I needed to have three or four chicks with me. Yeah. Or either be saying, okay, I'm finna buy this table right now. Yeah. I don't care if it's just me sitting there. <laughs> That's right. That was going to get me out of the line. That's right. And so that was the problem. I was by myself. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. For the most part. Yeah. Or with my uh, wife at the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's just two of us. So I, I, man, I can't count how many tables we had, just me and her. Now. Because that was our way in. Now, let me ask you this. How many Lines have you stood in in Birmingham? No, oh, no, we don't. We don't stand in many lines, in Birmingham, because people want that favor in return. <laughs> <laughs> That's something we not going. I'm standing do. in line. I ain't going. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't going. And I try to be mindful of that, you know, in the events that I have. Nobody wants to stand in line. Not just me, you know. Nobody wants to stand in line, but you know. It happens. Yeah, I'm making the ass stand in the line so everybody else passes by. Go, like, What's going on over there? And it worked in the 20s. <laughs> well, it worked it used in the 20s and 30s. They used to work in steel back in the day. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because like, like, you couldn't see in there. Can't so, in. you know, when you got a little line out there, people like, ooh, it's going down. <laughs> yeah. Hello, I'm Greg Ramsey, a board-certified family nurse practitioner and owner of Premier Healthcare Solutions. At Premier, we provide a full-scale primary care and preventative health care services across the lifespan for adult men and women in a concierge fashion. We pride ourselves on transparency and unlimited access to our patients without the hassle of long wait times and hasty visits. 
Think of us as having your own medical provider on speed dial for any of your health care needs. For more information regarding our practice, please call 205-502-7241 or book an appointment online at premierhealth-care.com. The problem with sitting here with you is that I've gotten completely off of <laughs> what I need to be talking about. It truly comfortable. I want to ask if you could go back. Well, no, because I think it was answered, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Mm-hmm. If you could give yourself, your younger self, some advice, what would it be? Now, when you've already said pick the right school that you're <laughs> that right. your, uh, major is in. <laughs> But what else, what what other juncture? Like I, you know, I often use. I would have went to I would have went to Morehouse and I would have married my high school sweetheart. Mm-hmm. That way, it would be all Cosby-ish and shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we'd still be together, and we'd be totally. So, what where would you go back to, and what advice would you give yourself? Hmm. Don't ever alter your dreams for what mm. for whatever reason. If you have something that you want to do, um, especially to young people, I would say, don't use time as a deciding factor. Mm. That's some good stuff. Don't use time as a deciding factor. Yeah. If you want to be a doctor, if you want to be whatever it is you want to be, an engineer, or whatever it is you decide to be, a judge, lawyer, whatever it is, don't let time be the deciding factor on whether you do it or not. Because, you know, we think when we're 21 years old or 22 years old, you think 30 is forever away. You're like, you know what I mean? Like, but really you have the rest of your life to live. You know what I mean? And the time is going to pass regardless. Yeah, man. You know what I mean? The time's going to pass. So you might as well be doing exactly what you want to do. Don't compromise. Be be uncompromising in, in what you want. That's good. Yeah. That's some good stuff. What's your zodiac sign? Aquarius. What does that mean? What I have does no idea? Me either. You know, I'm a I'm a Capricorn, mm-hmm. but p- people have to tell me what that means. <laughs> right, people, you know I, what I'm saying? I have no idea what that means. Let's go down some um some favorites. What's your favorite co- color? Red. What's your favorite local restaurant? Ooh, East West. Okay. What's your favorite holiday? Hmm, that's a good one. I would say New Year's. Yeah. Yeah. Do you cook? No. Barely. Barely. I, I follow um, recipes. Uh, I don't even like do that. Cook, cooking four or five things nah. and have it all end at the same time? Nah. No. I'm boss. too busy to cook. Yeah. Big time. <laughs> I really am. And I, and I don't enjoy it. Yeah. I just don't like it. Too busy to cook. I can't yeah. fit it in my day. I truly can't. Yeah. Um, what's your favorite pair of Jordans? Ooh, <laughs> three, threes. The threes. Yeah. Okay. Threes. That's my favorite for sure. Your favorite NBA team? No favorites. I just I follow players. Mm-hmm. I'm. I have evolved to that. Yeah. As a kid, I had favorite yeah, teams. Kid, yeah, yeah. Kid, I was a seventy six a fan. I yeah. Was, I yeah. was Doctor J seventy six a fan. But now. The, the guys moved too yeah. much. And I was know, a Jordan fan, of course, but I wasn't a Chicago Bull fan. Yeah. 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 Um, what is your f- favorite scripture, Bible figure, or Bible story? Hmm. Favorite, I think Job. Mm. I would say Job. Yeah. The patience of Job. Yeah. Yeah. That would be it. I, that's not my favorite story because I don't have patience. <laughs> Boo, bad story. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I, of course, love the story of Joe. If you had a superpower, what would it be? To cure homelessness. Mm, nice. That was a new one, wasn't it? Yeah. Um. Now, to our favorites. <laughs> this, uh, first of all, what is your favorite charity? Friends and family. Friends. <laughs> that that, is, that is turned into your Man. favorite charity. <laughs> By far. By far. That is my favorite charity. 
Now, what's your second favorite? <laughs> uh, a literal 501c3. You know what? Hmm. I don't know that I have one. I don't know that I have one. Well, we going to make it um, 100 black men. 100 black men. Yep. Oh, you know what? Woke vote. Woke vote. That's it. I love it. I support the one in anything she does. Then... If you don't answer one of these questions, you have to make a donation to Woke Vote. <laughs> Regents Park or Rickwood Field? Rickwood. Botanical Gardens or Railroad Park? Railroad. Protective Stadium or Legacy Arena? Legacy. Crossplex or Legion Field? Legion. Birmingham Zoo or McWayne Science Center? The zoo. Sloss Furnace or Vulcan Park? Vulcan. Civil Rights Institute or Negro League Museum? Civil that was easy. <laughs> Birmingham Barons or Birmingham Squadron? Squadron. Birmingham Legion or Birmingham Stallions? Stallions. State of A&M. And yeah. Bama or Auburn? Bama. Biggie or Tupac? Pac. Michael Jackson or Prince? MJ. You did okay. I mean, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you would at least you were, you know, you were convicted. Oh, oh, I have to get I hold on. Get it. You all look at his face, okay? Look at his face. iPhone or Android? <laughs> Call real. <laughs> Call real. Hey, you know what? Speaking of iPhone, Android, and all that other stuff, how can people find you on social media? Uh, personally, G underscore Ramsey on Instagram, and uh, professionally at Premier Health Care, health care.com. Premier health care.com. Now, if, if you are. Um, a if you are privileged enough to actually be on his Facebook page, <laughs> one we, you talk about some funny relationship <laughs> and man woman shit and stuff like that. What is it? Hold on, is it the toes? What you be on so bad? Flat police. On the, the flats. On the flat police. <laughs> Tell us about the flat police, man. man. The flat police has taken a life of his own. <laughs> man, I, I had to scale back on the flat police. I had to open up a medical practice. People calling me the flat police in the street. Out there in these streets. Man, I'm telling you. I, I started going places like, that's the flat police. <laughs> you got to break down what the what the feet look like, man. man and what, look. what the heels look like. Look, we... These women be out here bad. Hey, another tight shot. Look him in his face. <laughs> I want you to give single women a piece of advice. Put some heels on. <laughs> just put, put some heels just on. Put some heels on. Start mm. there. Jesus be a heel. <laughs> you know? Jesus be a Jesus heel. Jesus be a heel. Does <laughs> no man alive want to see you walking around slewfooted? No. No, no. <laughs> it's some nah, salmon lips. It's the truth, man. Like you be on it. <laughs> now I heard some feelings with that flat police, but I had to scale back. You had, had to scale, scale back. They, they were taking it too personal, man. It's all in fun. <laughs> it's all in fun. Now, um, believe it or not, um, Greg does way more than just party, and <laughs> and. Your the houses that you do. How did you get into that? And tell us a little bit, because man, you post pictures of before and after houses that you do, and I just yeah. I love them, man. People really don't know how much I be in y'all lives, man. <laughs> I'm that dude that be going back up in your pictures and right. checking stuff checking out. I know what's going on with my folks. Yeah, man, it's, this is good though, because a, a lot of people that 
think they know me have no idea what I do for a living. You know what I mean? Right. Truly. Right. Uh, but uh, real estate is one of my number one passions, like mm-hmm. totally. I think I had a real estate license in, in college. You know what I mean? Really? I truly got it early on because I knew I wanted to be an invest in real estate once I got older. Yeah. And I thought that would help me uh, understand, you know, certain things a little bit better. I knew I would never sell a house per se, but right. yeah. Um, so it, it, it was something early but on. But navigating the investor side of it. Exactly. Yeah. Um, also, you know, when I was traveling early on in my career, I knew I wouldn't be in one spot long enough to, you know, get a mm-hmm. pension or retire from anywhere. Mm-hmm. So, I was going to hang my hat on real estate. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, my ultimate goal is to have, you know, 100 plus units that I'm renting, you know, once I've retired that I all paid for. Yeah. Man. And um, so that's when you see me posting, that's what that is all going towards, that final goal. I only build new houses and flip houses to make money to buy more, more. apartments. You know, so mm-hmm. apartments are, are my thing because mm-hmm. I want all my problems in one spot, if that makes sense. That does. You know what I mean? Not having a hundred houses scattered throughout the city. That yeah. We, that makes it a nightmare to manage. That's right. So hopefully I'll have all my hundred units in four or five, six buildings. You know what I mean? I do. Yep. I, so, um, I worked on a an idea in where we were trying to package parts of town. Right. Mm-hmm. So like if you're an investor, we the city could package twenty different properties within the same little radius. That right. way you could order the stuff you need to one place. Mm-hmm. And you know what I'm saying? It would make the co- cost of rehab lower because we were doing all kinds of storing your but materials. Even, but even even more, I think the higher level thought to that what you guys were doing was you could raise the value in those neighborhoods. You could set your own comps. That's right. If you were within that certain small radius within the community, we can decide what we're going to sell these houses for and and get the, the, you know, the property values up in those neighborhoods. Don't get me started on that. Oh, I can can tell you stuff. I'm going to make you richer than you already are. (laughs) And, I can't let you get out of here without telling us how did this dream come about of you having a clinic and bringing it to fruition? Man, it's uh, like I said, I've been at this 20 plus years in this whole being a nurse practitioner and there's only so much they're going to pay me. <laughs> That's <laughs> you right. Know what I mean, to That's be, right. To be frank about it. That's right. It's just only so much they're going to pay me. That's right. And, and uh, so I'm just at the point to where I want, you know, I don't want anybody else in control of my destiny on on any level. Mm-hmm. You know, growing over the years, you're okay with people having some input, mm-hmm. you know, on, on how you lived your life. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? But I'm just at a point to where I don't, I don't want to have to depend on anyone else. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, I want to pass or fail on my own. Mm-hmm. And uh, and and also, you know, ultimately, I want to provide. I've seen this healthcare thing from from all aspects, right? Inpatient, outpatient, home care. I mean, I just know the insides and outs of it, and I know the deficits. Yeah. And one deficit we have in America is primary care, totally, especially on a on a higher level in terms of accessibility. You know, receiving timely quality care. You know, uh, it's just a problem. It, it's just a problem with the whole entire health system that has been created here in America. And it's nobody's fault. Mm-hmm. It just is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, doctors and providers it have to. It is somebody's fault, though. I mean, I guess it is. Because it, it, it's the, the better um, statement, in my opinion, would be it's not one person. It's not it's one not person. Just one yeah, it's not one fault. Yeah. It's not your provider. It's, <laughs> yeah. not, it's not your doctor's fault. It's mm-hmm. not your nurse practitioner's fault when they can't see you. The day you call mm-hmm. or they can't see you when you're even in their office and mm-hmm. it takes two hours to be seen. That's you know right. what I mean? That's right. It's not their fault. That's right. It's because in order for them to make a dollar, they have to schedule 30 people a day. <laughs> exactly. You see what I mean? That's it's, right. We're living in a fee for service world. And what that means, people, is when they see you, it triggers an event where they can receive a payment. You see what I mean? Long time ago. Doctor told me, 
make your appointments first thing in the morning. Because, see, as exactly. the day as goes, the day goes on, on, you know what I'm saying? It gets you the worse push, the day push, gets. Push. That's right. Things start to happen. Yeah. And so just think about it back in the day when, you know, doctors, are, they wake up in the morning, go to the clinic. First, no, they go to the hospital first. Mm-hmm. That used to be the routine. You wake mm-hmm. up, go to see your patients that have been hospitalized, spend a couple hours there in the morning, mm-hmm. then go back to clinic and start seeing your 20, 30 people for the day. And then at the end of the day, you got to go and see anybody that's been admitted during the day while you were at work. Right. It's impossible. Yeah. I don't see how they did it that long. Yeah. You know what I mean? So now you have a you have what we call hospitalists. So if you're ever admitted to the hospital, your your primary care person that takes care of you generally in the hospital is a hospitalist because nobody goes to the hospital anymore. Gotcha. You see what I mean? Gotcha. You might have two percent of primary care providers out there that go see you in the hospital. Yeah. It's just impossible. But that's why they don't because they've they've ran that horse and pony show way too long and just burn out. Yeah. There's no way you can do it. But that makes all the sense. So that's why when you go to the hospital you see a generalist Mm -hmm. that manages your care. He's your primary care or she's your primary care person when you go to the hospital. Mm -hmm. And then we'll consult out any uh, cardiologist, any specialist, whatever you might need while you're there. But then when you're discharged, you go back to the care of your regular doctor mm-hmm. or provider, whoever you're seeing on, you know, on the street. But what that has done is create a gap in care because now people are hospitalized and their doctors have no clue. Their regular doctors that they see on a normal basis have no clue what has happened to them when they're in the hospital. You know what I mean? So, I it, so that's now that's become a big gap in the system where it's just hard to keep up with patients. Yep. Man, where is the clinic? Tell people how they can find you and um, all clinic, that good stuff. Yeah, clinic is on Lakeshore, so it's really it's really accessible and easy to get to. Uh, one West Lakeshore Drive, Suite 250. It's in the Med Help Building right off of Lakeshore. You can't miss it. Um, I wanted to have a really accessible location for my first location. Mm-hmm. It's killing me to pay rent. <laughs> <laughs> you looking forward to buying oh, you a building? Oh my god! I, yeah. I, you know, I was like, okay, I'll stay here five years, and I'll definitely buy my building the next time around. But by then, my practice would have would have built. That's right. And now, and I only want three, four hundred patients. That's all I want, mm. so I can care for them accordingly. Because otherwise, yeah. I'm in the same boat as everybody else. Yeah. You know, the average primary care office has three thousand, four thousand patients. You know what I mean? And but uh, that's I re- why I, it's a lot of reasons, but um, I forgot the name of it. But I, I used to be in the biggest um, doctor's office at St. Vincent. Mm-hmm. But man, it was te- it was terrible. Oh, it was bad, man. You know, it's like like you said, they had thousands, thousands of patients. patients. But- and see, if y'all listening, trust me, somebody that wants to. Keep it, keep those numbers down. They're gonna give you better care. Oh, absolutely. Period. You're gonna be able to get in. I literally would be well by the time I would get a doctor's <laughs> the appointment. appointment. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so that's what I'm selling, man. Accessibility. I want you to be able to text me. You know, you may you may not have to come in. I might be able to, you know, if you're my patient, I know you. Mm-hmm. It may be a situation where I can just fix you over the phone. You yeah. know what I mean? Or we get a telemed visit, you know, we FaceTime and we 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 talk through it. Uh, just a higher level of service. That's it. That's that's what I'm trying to provide. And prevention. Because, you know, we can start doing things in our 20s and our 30s and our 40s that'll, that'll save us when we're 70. You know what I mean? And uh, leave, us, yeah. leave us with two good health care you know, nuggets. Nuggets, um, yeah. Control your blood pressure. Control the things you can control. And your blood pressure is one of them. Um whether that's with diet, exercise, or medication, control your blood pressure because it leads to a ton of long-term illnesses that will affect you later in life. Um, Control your your cholesterol. These are things that have been proven to change outcomes Mm. um, by keeping your cholesterol at at normal levels. Um, And even if you're not sick, go see your provider, whether it's a doctor, nurse practitioner, whoever it is, just go see them at least annually to get uh, your baseline numbers. Mm-hmm. You know, I get patients in the hospital sometimes. They're, they're 55, 60 years old and never been to the hospital. Yeah. Never been to a doctor. Yeah. And most of it, most of the time, they're men. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And 
So we don't know what your baselines are. You see what I mean? Right. So you may have shown up with something that may be perfectly normal for you. Here's one. But we're freaking my, out in the hospital. Yeah. My body temperature is not 98.7. Isn't that the normal? 98, 96. 98.6. 98, yeah. It's not 98.6. My body temperature is like 98.9. Right. All, all the, the time. time. Yeah. yeah. So if you don't know me, you think I'm starting to run a little temperature. People are always like, you warm. That's right. No, that's just me. That's that's, that's just right. my thing. Yeah. Yeah, we have baseline labs on you, man. Like you got something to compare it to if you're ever sick. You see what I mean? I do. Yeah. So that, that's a big thing. So control the things you can control. Keep your blood pressure on the control. Um, know what your blood pressure is. Know what that norm is. Mm-hmm. So that when you you know, if you do have an issue one day, you can say, Hey, that was different from, you know, what it was before. Um Exercise as much as you can. And walk, run, crawl, whatever it is. Just mm-hmm. move your body. Just move your body. Flexibility is everything. And we you realize that the older you become. Praise God. Because you got 70, 80, 90-year-old people that have never been sick in their lives but fall mm-hmm. due to lack of flexibility and, you know, just immobility of, for whatever reason, break a hip, and that's their, that's their death certificate. Mm-hmm. You know, so... Prevention, man. Prevention. Ounce of prevention. Yep. I want to thank a dear friend for joining us. Pooh. I want to thank you all for listening. And as always, a huge shout out to Creed 63, I360 News, and UrbanHam.com. Y'all know your numbers. Get checked out. Go see the doctor. Drink your water. Move. Do those things that um, G. Ramsey just told you. God bless. This podcast has been brought to you by Jefferson County Sheriff's Office.